Welcome to the 16th and final, I will say, normal episode of Tech Lively. Um, this is also, I think, like the third redo of an episode, technically. Oh uh, my gosh. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Taylor Gray is here, our managing editor. Who I've said your name at just about the end of every podcast because I mentioned you and Jeanette at the end, just because signatories and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's good to finally do this for real. And when we're basically done with tech at the same time. Oh my so gosh. It's so nice. It is. I don't have to stay in this office until 2 a.m. tonight. No, you don't. This is... I don't have, have to... to get out before 5.30. I don't <laughs> have to spend my entire Wednesday in the flag building <laughs> for the first time in four years. Yeah. I don't know what to do with all this free time, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to watch soccer tonight. That's that's how I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go through my graduation picks and design. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. I'm trying to finish all my finals, like, right now, because yeah, I, I only have one exam. Oh, that's nice. So if I finish all the papers early, I can just ball out the last week of right. college. No, yeah, I'm tracking for that, too. I, I, can, I can be basically done on Friday if I want to be. Yeah. Will I, though? Probably that's not. Qu- that's another question. That's another question. Um, you are also editor-in-chief emeritus. Does that, ta- does, that, does that tagline mean anything to you, emeritus, but still being on the same organization? It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Also, I coined that term because I thought it was funny because um, I uh, obviously we came in with Bud Peterson Mm -hmm. as our president. And I if you go, I think it's in the love building. One of them. I don't know. I'm not a mechanical engineer, but my uh, boyfriend, his lab Mm -hmm. was on the same floor as Bud Peterson's new office, which is no, no longer the presidential office. Right. So if you go. The office on the outside, it says President Emeritus, which was like my first introduction to the word Emeritus. Uh. And I became obsessed with it because <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It's a good word. I thought it was hilarious that he's like, you know, able to say like, I mean, he yeah. like teaches classes here now, but he can say like, you know, I was President Emeritus. Yeah. Because it's kind of funny because it's like you don't really want to like let go of it, but you can't say you are it anymore. No. So like that's acknowledging it's still important though in the grand scheme of things. I think it is on campus. It is very important. Um and I think especially for the staff context. Yes. Um so I would I put on my Slack thing, I was editor in chief emeritus because I thought it was really funny. Um and then I would put like managing editor first. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so funny to be editor in chief emeritus because most people are editor-in-chief during their senior year. Right. Um, and I decided, well, no, I didn't decide it. Not really. No, it was decided for me. Yeah. But I was during my junior year. Um, and then at the end of that, I was like, I don't think I can do this for a second year. Yeah. And so then I became managing editor, which has been amazing and super fun. Um, but yeah, I put it because I feel like people's positions change so much Mm -hmm. at the technique that I feel like everyone should just have their CV attached to their Slack profile (laughs) because like you would like come in here and like accidentally offend someone because you think they're a new writer, but plot twist, they were like the news editor and the entertainment editor. Right. Yeah. All these different things. And so I used to like give everyone my entire, like everything I'd done at the technique. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I've done a lot. I started off as a contributing photographer, not even a writer, a contributing photographer. Mm -hmm. And then I was assistant photography editor. Well, no, I was photography editor for one summer because the photography editor like just wasn't here, went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then I went back down to assistant photography editor. And then I was news editor uh, right when the pandemic hit, which was fun. Delightful. And then I went straight to editor in chief mm-hmm. after being news editor for like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, very odd. Very odd. Uh, Lovely jump. Very odd jump. 
for someone and then i went back down um to managing editor which honestly i don't think it's a down um no no because i feel like you're pretty honestly most of the time equal in terms of work mm-hmm. um despite technically being on paper the assistant to the editor-in-chief so right. i never really feel felt like i was not editor-in-chief until to like last week when we submitted the paper oh, i was man. like all right i'm done now yeah i don't have to say it anymore how, how how did it feel at the like once it was sent off and that was that was it dude it was like kind of sad because i was in here alone because uh a copy editor got sick avni mm-hmm. um so she wasn't in the office copy editing and then jb was working from home right and so I was like just in the editor in chief office <laughs> just, alone just, by myself. Just getting it done. Um, which there's like a whole nother story of like all of the computers decided to shut down. So we like couldn't get any of the computers working. Oh, man. I was like working with the IT guy for like four hours before I could even look at the paper. Oh god. And we had like four copy editors in here and none of them could work. Only one of them in the office. Mm-hmm. And so um, cause there's only one working computer. Yeah. Um, and so that was cool. Really good way to go out is just, yeah. it was like the thing breaks just one last time for you. Yeah. It was like the meme with the dog the and dog the and fire the, yes, yes. and he's like, everything is fine. Yes. And that's how it was because I was like, well, after four o'clock I am done with this forever. <laughs> so I was, I, I felt like it was very fitting for me to kind of finish it off. Um, I handed it off to JB after I was done editing it. Um, for her to submit it mm-hmm. and I was just like in the office alone by myself and I was like yep this seems pretty adequate to <laughs> what <laughs> this is how it should end this is how it should have ended yeah. just me alone in the flag building but it was fun so yeah and then the next day I took my grad pictures so yes yes um we cut I, I cut that 25 minute chunk out of me and Danny's podcast <gasps> oh yeah listening back to it was pretty funny though I'm so sorry <laughs> no that was I interrupted nice. Danny's podcast because I came in here to take photos. We only went about, we were at the telltale end, so we only did like <laughs> one more segment after that. Oh and my. it was fine. I'm but so sorry. It was cool. No, it was cool to see. Okay, give me, I'm going to, okay, try to cap yourself at 10 minutes on how you think your year went. Okay. I put this in the sliver box. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is uh, pretty, pretty encapsulating of my entire Georgia Tech experience, but I wrote a little note in the sliver box. I don't know. I only know two people have mentioned that I wrote it. Um, but I ended it with like, it's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. Um, <laughs> and I think that is how my year has gone. And honestly, how the past four years have gone. Um, it has been very fun at parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been very real at parts. Yeah. In all, would I say it was real fun? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you that. But, um... Yeah, this year has honestly been kind of wild. Um, I think I have uh, done everything you can do at Georgia Tech. Um, uh, besides go to the Cheetah, um, <laughs> which I'm, I'm trying to get done before I go. That's like my last gra- my last bucket list thing and the slide in the CRC. Um, but, I mean, I've done, like, so many things at Georgia Tech and so many things that, like, people would never get to do at Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so, like, grateful for that experience. And it has just been kind of wild. I don't – I spent a majority of the year trying to, like, I guess dispel knowledge onto the younger children mm-hmm. and try to indoctrinate them with everything I know um, because everything in my mind is, like, when I leave, everything's going to go terrible because nobody knows everything right. besides me. <laughs> um, and so 
trying to get over that fear um and i think i've finally maybe gotten over it um but i fully expect getting calls from uh andy our new editor-in-chief over the summer um to talk about deadline stuff and i know that i'll still get calls from rec club people asking about things and Mm -hmm. i know i'll still get calls from everyone else on campus to ask me about stuff um so yeah it's just it's just weird um like i haven't even really gotten to reflect on it Mm because i'm still like in the mud of yeah we're not all the way out yet but we're we're right we we, we, we're, we're grasping at the edge we're so close like i literally didn't even know that this was coming um I have like a task manager that has every assignment I have to do for the year mm-hmm. or for the semester. And like it started off at like, I don't know, like 170 something. And now it's down to four things. My goodness. Um, and those four things are my finals. Wow. Um, and so to see that slowly trickle down was kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it made me not want to do my work. Because <laughs> um, I was like, if I don't if I don't do my work and it's still there and it has to get done. And you can never leave. I can't graduate. Yeah. Right. That's all that works. Um. And I had a countdown on my, had a little countdown app on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't even checked it because I'm now terrified. I used to check it like, you know, the 100 day mark, mm-hmm. 90 day, 60 day. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And now I'm like, I don't want to look. You don't want to look. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to acknowledge the fact that this is ending. Because um, college is terrifying. Uh, or leaving college is terrifying. <laughs> Sometimes college is also terrifying. It can be, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think... I don't know if there's anything specific you wanted to like talk about with the year, but overall, I mean, it's just been getting my life in order and, you know, figuring out what's next. Um, do you, do you have a what's next? Is that, is that down pat? Um, technically. Yeah. Um, for at least the next year, mm-hmm. I will be working at a law firm downtown Atlanta oh, fun. because Georgia tech can't get rid of me that fast. <laughs> I'll still be a mile away. Um, and so I'll be doing that while I'm taking a gap year and applying to law schools. Cool. So I sit for the LSAT in the summer and then I will be applying to law schools and hopefully I'll end up in California because that's kind of what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do like technology or internet law. Um, very interested in how like social media has messed up and mm-hmm. created all this chaos and legal chaos and also virtual reality um ask me about that at some point if you're listening to this podcast it's very interesting yeah. but no one ever wants to listen to it um <laughs> yeah that's my what's next is getting ready to go to law school um because i wanted to take a gap year because yeah. going through georgia tech in a pandemic was exhausting and i i do not feel emotionally ready to go back into a learning environment yeah no that 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 makes sense i mean i had to take a i took a halftime semester at the two and a half year mark and i had done every semester i could in between my me starting here and getting to that point so yeah yeah that makes sense it, this place could just burn you out too fast if you if you let it yeah i mean there was a point where i literally had done uh like i started my freshman year in the summer and then that fall and spring and then i did another summer fall and spring and so like i did six semesters straight oh, you, you went up to me there okay yeah i did six semesters straight at georgia tech and i was going to do it again and then COVID stopped me because I was like, I don't want to take online classes because I was originally registered for two classes over the COVID summer. And mm-hmm. then I was like, no. Yeah. So I almost took literally every summer. Um, My goodness. I don't know why I did that. I was just really into summer classes. And so six semesters straight at George Tech and it took a pandemic for me to <laughs> sit back and <laughs> slow down. Um, but yeah. What all do you do at Rec Club? I, I know you've been in it for a while. Um, and it was a big 
big ending with the last football game and whatnot, but like what what all what all was your role? Or what have your roles been actually? Yeah. Um so Rec Club is another place where I had like a really weird jump in leadership. Mm-hmm. Um my first year, uh my probate year, I literally was just on T book committee. I was the photo sub chair. So in the I don't know what, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty T book mm-hmm. I think that's the year. Um I did all the photos, so I either took them or pulled them from the archives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a really awesome partner named Paul, who is like now my f- like one of my favorite people. He loves golf and works for Delta, and so he's everywhere every weekend. So shout out to Paul. He's never going to listen to this, <laughs> but like shout out to Paul. He's a real one. Um, so I did that for the first year, um, and of course I like you know helped with anything and everything I yeah. could, and then uh covid kind of messed up going to football games yes um because that was the year they threatened to not let the rack go on the field okay that's a problem yeah so abby who's the driver at the time had to like petition to the acc oh i remember about oh yeah i remember seeing all these articles about that yeah yeah because they were doing like the no mascot thing or was it that or well they didn't want anyone on the field who that's right who like absolutely didn't have to be on the field because that was how we didn't we didn't get to have photographers on the field right yes that year so they only had the acc Mm -hmm. photographer and so they had to put, <laughs> Abby had a petition to the ACC to let the wreck on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had to like sit in pods. And so like my first year rec club experience, like was not a very traditional rec club year right. experience, um, which kind of made me sad. Cause when I got to experience like a real game day and like yellow jacket alley um, and, you know, right out in the rack. Yeah. Uh, it was so amazing. And I was like, wow, I wish I could have had more years of this, yeah. but yeah, so after my probate year, um, I was elected vice president <laughs> of Rec Club, um, which is a uh, considered a pretty big jump. Um, so you've made two big jumps in two different two big institutions here. Yeah, simultaneously. Yeah, who who well, let me do that? Well I don't know, um, but I kind of looked at Rec Club and I knew I wanted to be on exec um, because we were coming out of kind of like forming a. a DEI committee um and so I felt with you know kind of my dedication to social justice because Mm -hmm. if you don't know half of my degree is social justice classes what is your degree um I am a literature media and communication major and my threads are in social justice and communication okay so I took lots and lots of classes um in regards to social justice topics so I felt that my kind of like dedication to that part of my education would have come in handy um and it did um because uh rec club was kind of at this point where like no one was really like asking these questions. Like mm-hmm. there was always like the question of like, it's no secret that rec club at the time was very white and kind of Greek dominated. Yeah. Um, not as Greek dominated as it used to be. Cause it literally used to just be people in fraternities and sororities. Oh, and okay. that was it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, so we, people were asking like the question of like, Oh, how do we make rec club itself more diverse? But then, people people were glossing over kind of the events portion of it Mm -hmm. um and i you know kind of had this good platform of just kind of like we need to make sure that we are taking everybody into account when it comes to our rec club events um like how do you teach the fight song at tea night to someone who's deaf Mm -hmm. like are we prepared to handle a situation like that because like as traditions keepers you know and we are the you know outlet that most people find out about George Tech traditions Mm -hmm. so um I was kind of asking these questions of like how do we make tradition education more 
accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get someone a ride in the wreck who like is handicapped? Yeah. Like, how do you, you know, like, are we prepared to do that? Which ho- like, hopefully that project's going to come to fruition soon. Cause that's been something that I've like, you know, been talking about a lot. Oh, nice. Um, because you know, I, we have our, you know, mutual friend Trey yeah. who we know from, um, CCF related things. Yes. Even though we're both not involved in CCF anymore. Nope. But, um, you know, I think of, you know, people like him where it's like, he's like so into George Tech traditions. Like, yeah, no, has he's, he shows up to everything. Like, yeah. he's one of the more involved, better, uh, I mean, just the, the students that I've come across at a lot of the sporting events. Like, he's there a lot. Yeah. And he cares. Um, I mean, literally has to help with Georgia, you know, on the back of his chair. Yes, no, he does. Yeah. And so he kind of, you know, his work with the ABLE Alliance, like, really kind of made me apply are we thinking of everyone right um because i I think at the time especially after the events of summer 2020 uh the conversation was mostly about you know how do we make uh recla more racially diverse Mm -hmm. um and ethnically diverse and i was like yes this is good awesome we need to be thinking about these things but also are we thinking about all these other um minorities on our campus Mm -hmm. because i was coming from a place of like I was a plus size person on this campus and I know how terrible that experience was and how limiting things were. Um, So I couldn't imagine, you know, being, you know, any other identity that, you know, intersects with that or like any other, you know, kind of underrepresented uh, person on this campus. Mm -hmm. So that's how I became the vice president of rec club. Um, And that was super awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Sadly, a lot of our work was still kind of like, um, I guess slowed down by the pandemic right. and the effects of the pandemic, um, which was also kind of the case for the technique of kind of like, uh, we're in survival mode and just trying to make sure like we can just get anything out. Yeah. Like our all. registration is happening and yeah. our normal events are happening. Um, but we did get to do, um, a lot of cool stuff over the year. And I think, you know, tea night was a good example. Like it was literally one of the biggest tea nights we'd ever hosted. Oh good. And I think it was because we like, you know, you also had two years worth of people that had to show up to that, right? Yeah. Two years worth of people and the marketing team, I say we, but it was really the tea night committee mm-hmm. and my boy, Derek, who was my wonderful tea night chair, um, <laughs> under his committee, they really like made sure to get the word out to not just first year students who it's usually, uh, curtailed to them yeah but, like yeah. you know that's the prime audience but also like transfer students and international yeah, students yeah, yeah. and you know second year students who didn't experience the right. first year um and basically everybody right and mm-hmm. they like succeeded it was so i was so happy to see like it was really stressful because we were trying to check people in and there were so many people that it was like oh god if we don't get these people in like they Just don't get to do it. anything yeah um so that was like stressful but also so like awesome to see that we had that much demand mm-hmm for an event that you know previously was really just like first year students showing up and walking around right so yeah so i served as vice vice president of rec club and then that i uh transitioned out of that um officially like january 1st of this year um so i was this is and springs is generally a slower semester for rec club anyways right yeah the way our elections um it's like january 1st to like okay okay basically new year's um is when you're officially kind of done so instead of doing like school year to school year um it's like full like year um and that's done did they do that just to make sure that by the time football season comes around it's way more intense you're just kind of you got your wheels under you and it's not as in your face as it maybe you've just got practice so to say like 
Honestly, I've never thought about it, but that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of things in Rec Club that I question, and then there's a lot of things I don't question, and one of those things is the timeline of how things happen. Ah. Um, because I'm like, well, if this has survived for, you know... That's long, yeah. This long... I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna break <laughs> the elections process, which you know maybe should be broken. But um, yeah, I think it also kind of helps with uh, making sure like the driver education. So like mm-hmm. the driver traditionally will, uh, like let's say your senior year, mm-hmm. you end your term the fall of your senior year, and then you kind of get to stick around and teach the new driver. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen with Mr. Ethan Rosman because he graduated. That fall semester, oh but it it worked out. Um, but yeah, I would have, I imagine it's something like that, yeah. like having the old people still to like steer you. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of thought about that structure for the technique, because um, I think it would work well mm-hmm. to kind of have you know a time where you can have training wheels, yeah, instead of just throwing you in the deep end of the pool to yeah, figure yeah. it out. Um, but yeah, I've learned a lot of really different leadership things from both organizations. Um, I've learned how to run a very efficient organization from rec club. And then I learned how to have an organization not take itself so seriously from technique. Yes. And yes. I combined the two. <laughs> so we'll see how my leadership influences both of these places. You're off to a good start. Yeah. We'll see. In ter- well, actually, no, let me run on that. In terms of throwing people off the deep ends, I know tech for some can feel like way too much of a deep end, especially while you're between COVID stuff and, coming out of that did it feel like some people got maybe so what what did you what yeah i just want to ask what did you observe did, did, did you see too much of people being stuck in the deep end at tech just like have a problem with that or is do you think we have as from what you've seen the last four years here do you think we've done better at getting people up to the surface of just being able to survive and thrive at tech well versus just battling their classes hmm. so you're saying like for general or for like campus leaders because I have opinions you. on campus leaders. You can do campus leaders if that's what you're more well-versed in. Yeah, I'll tell you. Okay. I kind of kind of address this in my swan song, and this was kind of like the underlying point mm-hmm. of like everyone who is a campus leader, like 2020, 2021 school year, like I, I think suffered <laughs> so much. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of them acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, and like as a result of that there's like huge knowledge gaps in all of these organizations across campus now Mm -hmm. because you know all of these people who are graduating this year are like the only people who experienced like stuff pre-covid right um like it's kind of getting to the point where i'm like dang people really don't know like what this campus was like before covid no not at all um and i think that has affected a lot of organizations and some of them have come out stronger because of it. Um, but some of them are still kind of like fighting to get back to normal operations and then get back to a point where they can do more things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I was editor in chief of the technique, um, it was clearly a rough time. Yeah. Um, because one, I wasn't able to be like properly transitioned. Mm -hmm. Um, because usually we try to get them elected. Um, kind of i think the goal is before the last deadline Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of like see what being editor-in-chief is like for the last deadline um and then the editor-in-chief will kind of work with you throughout the semester before they leave Mm -hmm. um because traditionally it was a senior who would be editor-in-chief 
So I didn't, I didn't really get that. Mm-hmm. I got like a blue jeans call with Zoe who was before me. Yeah. Um, and she tried her best to be helpful, but it was kind of just like this time of like intense mental anguish for yeah. everyone. There's only so much that could be done. Yeah. I mean, I literally remember like the night, like we found out we were getting sent home and mm-hmm. there wasn't going to be a graduation ceremony. Like we were at Fellini's with, oh dear. <laughs> like we had just come from a technique staff bonding event uh-huh. at paper and clay. Where we had made like clay things, Aww. right? Which fun fact, half of them didn't even get the clay things because paper and clay shut down. Yes. <laughs> um, so it we has didn't even, yet like, to come back either, too. Like, uh, I mean, like we literally like didn't even like I didn't make. Who clay knows if those night. things exist anymore now? Like, has <laughs> they were thrown gone? away. Yeah. <laughs> they had like a special day where you come pick up your stuff. Oh, good. But like most of those had been kicked off campus and like halfway across the country. So we essentially like we're sitting at Fellini's and the seniors are like looking at their phones, like looking for any updates mm-hmm. and they like find out like, uh, ceremony is going to be virtual. Yeah. Like no- nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so like, I watched these people who gave so much to the technique just kind of like have everything ripped from them at the, you know, end. And I was like so terrified and mm-hmm. sad for them. And so I didn't really feel like, um, Obviously, they were all great and helped answer my questions whenever I needed them. But I always kind of felt like, oh, like mm-hmm. maybe I maybe I shouldn't like, you know, like it was just bad mentally for a lot of people. So I didn't really want to yeah, add on to that by being an incompetent editor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I become editor in chief and the first paper. So I didn't get to make two of my papers um a volume usually has 27 yeah mine has 25 um because i didn't get to make my first two summer papers because oh. everything was still shut down yeah, yeah yeah but i was like by god i'm gonna make a freshman guide because <laughs> that's what these kids need yeah so we make a freshman guide and me and jb come in here and like since none of the computers had been on for that many months yeah they were all like broken oh, like no. shut down <laughs> like we couldn't even like get a working computer and so it was terrifying and also i was the only one that really had layout knowledge mm-hmm. um oh because me and avni were like the only two that had like done layout things pretty much mm-hmm. and i was the only person out of all of them to be a section editor and i was only a section editor for three months not even three months yeah, three weeks. weeks that's right three weeks three weeks and so thank god i retained some indesign knowledge <laughs> or this paper would not mm-hmm. like even happen um so that was like terrifying so it's just like an example of like you don't realize how much you're losing when you lose all of these seniors that mm-hmm. know all these things. Yeah. And if they don't properly document all the things that they did, uh, that knowledge is gone forever. Right. And so that's happening with orgs across Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in terms of throwing it into the deep end, I think every student leader since has been thrown to the deep end. And I'm honestly kind of terrified for what comes next year for everyone because these are students who came into georgia tech <laughs> in a pandemic like yeah. most of these student leaders coming up um they just don't have the hours that we have just being in the random spots yeah doing like, all the little things that you just that just would just did happen for the decades prior yeah it's like okay so zoe's the last person that had to host an alumni event because i couldn't do it because i wasn't gonna yeah. risk the liability of bringing a bunch of alumni here yeah and so now it's like, okay, Andy's got to figure out how to do an alumni yeah, event. Yeah. We haven't done it in two years. Me and JV don't know how to do it. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Like, go Jackets. <laughs> Godspeed. So there's going to be, like, a lot of fun stuff like that where, you know. And then also the new student center opening. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that's going to set a brand, a, a very brand new tone for just how all the dynamics work here. Yeah. And no one was, was that's going to be here was there for the old one. Yeah. Or at least so very few people will be there. And it's like, it's not going to be enough to overpower whatever the, the new vibe is. Um, yeah. And how you use the building and how that affects everything else. So to completely dodge your question, okay. I think uh, campus leaders have been thrown to the deep end. And I think especially, I mean, I touched on in my swan song, like very cheated out of kind of the experience being a campus leader mm-hmm. at that time. Um, and it wasn't fun. Uh, again, it was real. It was fun, <laughs> but it was not real fun. So, yeah, hopefully that answered something that was something i was just try- just trying to extract knowledge out of you that's it i have too much knowledge but well here's more what you'll you know well a about as much as anyone does in our age bracket on campus in terms of just what tech is mm-hmm. what it means and what it's uh, not see what it's supposed to do what it can do do you think we made it out well in the last two years like have we made the adjustments that you like have we have the big adjustments you would have wanted to see do you think you've seen that or are we still really lacking in a couple spots as an institution i think we're getting there we're not there yet Mm -hmm. but i think there have been so many strides in a lot of different areas of campus Mm -hmm. i mean i think you know kind of developing this vp of well-being um which i don't think that's the official title but dr hong's position um i think is a really good start because i think that was in my opinion one of the things especially during the pandemic that was totally lacking at Georgia yeah, tech. Yeah. Um, it's no secret that mental health at Georgia tech is not great. Nope, um, and part of that is because of well being is not a priority for a lot of students. Mm-hmm. Um, academics are right. Um, and you know, I've always, I mean, I myself have like, you know, not had a great time with mental health stuff here. And it's like, if me, the, arguably one of the most plugged in people like i have two four six different communities Mm -hmm. of just like different people that i can interact with and talk to and i i still felt isolated Mm -hmm. like what about the students that like aren't plugged into things like that and so um i've always been really concerned about that um because i know it's i mean I will tell y'all, I have not always been this like super, you know, popular campus leader. Like my freshman year, uh, I didn't leave my dorm during Ignite. Um, and then my freshman year, I <laughs> tried out for mock trial um, and I applied to be an Ivan Allen ambassador and I didn't get either of those oh, things. Wow. And that was like my set goal. Like I was like, I'm going to do these two things in college and mm-hmm. that's going to be it. Um and then neither of those things worked out, which is kind of funny because now I feel like I am the most Ivan Allen person. Yeah. <laughs> like literally like editor-in-chief, managing editor of this paper. Like I am very like liberal arts uh, embodied at Georgia Tech mm-hmm. and I they did not see that freshman year. So, yeah. um, which is a whole nother funny, funny thing. But yeah, so I, I think in terms of well-being and mental health, Obviously, there is a lot to be done, Mm -hmm. but I mean, we are coming, when I came to Georgia Tech, um, it was, I don't think a full year, but it was coming up, uh, my spring was coming up on the anniversary of uh, Scout's death. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I came into Tech with kind of, like, this culture of, like, this thing has happened that not only shows how little Georgia Tech cares about mental health at um 
in the community, but also about the LGBTQIA community, mm-hmm. um, which are kind of two things that I have uh, always very much supported Georgia Tech getting better in, um, kind of supporting those uh, two, or supporting the LGBTQIA community and also supporting mental health initiatives mm-hmm. and well-being in general. Um, so I think while there is a lot of work to be done, I think the work of student leaders especially because I just want you all to know that this is not all administration. This is not President Cabrera waving a wand and no, saying not at all. we're going to have these things. Like A lot of this is coming out of student advisory groups, student work groups, SGA committees, like student leaders just doing the thing and running with it mm-hmm. and getting administration to sign something, right? Because, um, I mean, like, Lisa being, you know, a good example of, like, the Pride Progress Staircase. Yep. Like, we went from kind of this very negative rhetoric around the LGBTQIA community um, to, you know, a very visible representation of it. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't uh, make up for the fact that the LGBTQIA Resource Center is tucked in the same corner of the technique office, like in the back of the flag building yeah. and it's so tiny and like not even, you know, you got to really look for it to find, you don't, you don't accidentally find it. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, not prominent at yeah. all, but at least, you know, there is some visibility that, you know, was built on the backs of a student leader mm-hmm. um, and a group of student leaders. And then um, same thing with like, you know, mental health initiatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm really just shouting out like fellow uh, Anak members <laughs> right now. Uh, um, but I mean, like Adam uh, starting Smile, mm-hmm. um, you know, like spreading messages and love and encouragement. Like that was like in response to mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the best thing that he could have done. Because I mean, I've personally seen like so much of Smile's impact on this uh, campus. Yeah. And I mean, my own, like the impact it's had on me. Like mm-hmm. I went to this little tabling thing they had, they were giving out rubber ducks. And in order to get a rubber duck, you had to, like, look at a crossword, and the first word that you saw, they would be like, okay, who do you think of when you, like, uh, see this word? And I think my word was intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, my friend Jalen, like, he's so awesome, and, like, he's super smart. He does, like, chemistry stuff here. I don't understand what chemistry is, so <laughs> he's super smart to me. And they would let you, like, you would have to text that person, like, basically what you said about oh, them. Oh, wow. And then you got a rubber duck. Aww. And so, I mean, it's just like small stuff like that yeah. that I think like really addressed. I mean, obviously it didn't address. No, it's know, not everything, but it helped take care of some of the little things. Yeah, for some like people. it didn't like address the <laughs> total lack of mental health yeah, resources, yeah. but it did, you know, kind of offer the tech community some s- morsel of something mm-hmm. um, like, you know, and I, I, I you know. I will say that if you're listening to this and you see something wrong with Georgia Tech, um, do something about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have all of the resources to do it, even if you don't think you can. Um, There are people here that want to help make this place a better place. And you just have to find those people. Honestly, just make a call out on Reddit and you'll find them. Yes. Um, (laughs) We have, if our slash places to tell us anything, we have a extremely active Reddit in terms of the compared to other colleges in the u.s i was on ut austin's for a hot second one time and nothing happened yeah gts i do one post ever and it just gets a lot of clout and i was like oh well that was nice (laughs) yeah like there's a greater georgia tech community that wants to interact with you even if you don't think there is um you just have to find them also in real life yeah in real life too. yeah (laughs) Uh, this isn't just georgia tech but that's all i know (laughs) just life at georgia tech (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i think 
to answer the question, I think I've seen, you know, strides made in those areas. And obviously there's a lot more work to be done, but mm-hmm. I am pretty um, happy to see that at least people care yeah. about those things and continue to care. Um, and I mean, even more stuff on LGBTQIA side, like, you know, like gender inclusive dorms mm-hmm. and like the things that have been made, um, changes that have been made to housing situations and stuff like that. Um, that's not stuff that I had my freshman year, you know, like you couldn't, um, ha- you didn't have those accommodations. No, so. I, wasn't, I don't think that was even an option of anything. Re- there was just nothing like that when I did my housing application. Yeah. My freshman year, it was just a lot of, th- a lot of assumptions we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought were assumptions there. Were yeah. absolutely baked in, um, and yeah. I didn't think twice about it because I just fit right in with that. But like, yeah. that's just not the case for a lot of people coming here, especially as the diversity is just skyrocketing in all the good ways as well. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like pronouns, like you would never see like someone having pronouns in their signature, like no. professors. That's and been a change admin, since I got here. Yeah, like having that now and having people introduce themselves with pronouns is you know really awesome to see like just that quick of a culture change yeah um and obviously it's not you know inherently widespread but it is there um and it's going to continue to spread so yeah go jackets yeah um before we move to fav- to favorites which i imagine you have many favorites so I, wanna s- I wanted to save more time than i usually would for that um if there was one part of tech oh, this will be hard to answer if there's one part of tech that you're going to carry out carry on let's just say in the next two years not the whole life, not the rest of your life, but in the next two years, what part do you think is going to be still very potent for you? This is like probably going to be a very cheesy answer, but I think like the spirit of mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, um, we're very unique in the fact that uh, our school spirit ranges from like people who are like, oh yeah, I love sports <laughs> and I love the rambling wreck and this is so awesome to like people who just like genuinely love this place because of the creative amazing people that are here yeah um which kind of ties back into like the internet subculture like the people on reddit might not be the people in the student section at football games but they represent another type of georgia tech spirit yeah um that i think you know really sets the tone for the personality of the student body so i mean i think i'm gonna bring that with me i you know obviously uh have a very true love for georgia tech i didn't know that i would um (laughs) but <laughs> everything considered i didn't <laughs> think i would come out loving this place but i do mm-hmm. and i do very much love the people and i'm really excited to see you know what this campus continues to be um like i don't foresee myself dropping off the face of george tech mm-hmm. um i would still love to be involved here um like from an alumni standpoint um i'm gonna try to get on all the alumni boards i can <laughs> um <laughs> I'm coming for you, <laughs> Rec Club and Alumni Board. Um, but yeah, I, I just think the st- like spirit of the student body, which is very intangible, mm-hmm. um, but I think I just have this excitement about this place that makes me continue to care about it, and I think it'll continue to make me care about it even when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I'm going to take with me. That's nice. Nice. I would say it is one of the the better aspects that we got because it's so well a it is old so it, it's, it's, old. it's got a lot of staying power and is one of the it probably is the thing that's that keeps a lot of things connected about it yeah um, inside and outside the, i mean the, uh, I, the roads that block us from the rest of midtown yeah i mean i i introduced my swan song with 
a quote from the Georgia Tech, which yeah. is the Technique's predecessor. You might be the only one that knows this. Probably. That's a student. <laughs> but it, it's really funny reading like the old Georgia Tech from literally 1896 mm-hmm. and, you know, the blueprints starting in, you know, 1908. Like the writing in it, like you can find the same attitudes. Mm-hmm of georgia tech like we are overworked engineers like we're supposed we're expected to work 140 hours a week leaving only five hours to rest or four hours <laughs> however many hours yeah. in a week but there's all these like f- so funny like little moments that i can relate to mm-hmm. and it's crazy to think that i can like the fact that someone writing in you know 1890 whatever like we have the same opinions on being editor in chief of the technique yeah. and we're just like, this was fun, but it was terrible. Some things did not change over a hundred years. Yeah. Things literally did not change. Um, and so I think, you know, that kind of also points towards how pervasive the student body spirit and just the spirit of Georgia tech as a whole is, mm-hmm. um, like the students here are funny. They are caustic as heck. Um, and they just, you know, they're amazing people doing amazing things, but, they're having fun yeah. doing it. It's a big meme. That's what it is. <laughs> the whole thing's a meme. Big meme school. <laughs> big memers here. We do have to find a way to release some sort of just just some sort of re- pressure release because it is it just it, the whole thing. The whole thing here is a massive pressure cooker. Yeah. Way too often, and however we can get it out, it comes out in a flurry. And I wonder if we just find it way more funny than it actually is, just because we're in such a dire mindset yeah. a little too often. <laughs> The Georgia Institute of Memory. Yes. That's what we are. <laughs> okay. Favorites. Favorite building. Favorite building? Mm-hmm. Only the third floor of Skiles. Only the third floor of yeah. Skiles? Not not those math floors. <laughs> Just the third floor. Even though it looks like a high school? Yeah. Still counts? I still love it, even though it looks like a Florida high school. I do not. Why is it hurricane proof, but the rain piles up on the third floor and they have to put out wet floor signs so you don't slip and fall and then inevitably i always wear my chacos on the wet days and i almost slip and fall and i'm going to sue <laughs> skyles one day but i still love it although you want to know something that's messed up that i found out recently what is perry and matheson mm-hmm. the like namesakes for those they were english professors uh-huh. at george tech they were literally the first english professors like at tech oh. and i think um matheson came before perry okay but like they were English professors. Mm-hmm. Skiles is named after William Vernon Skiles, who was a mathematician. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because I would love to study in a building actually named after someone who cared they about reading. They might need reading. to move the math out of the building then. <laughs> Not my fault. But I mean, like, same thing with like D.M. Smith. Like, well, I don't think they could DM call it Smith. Skiles Perry, though. Like, what's pro- what's the problem with that? Eh, it doesn't have the same ring to of it. Course. Of course. See, now you're defending the math guy. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but I, it's weird because I would never have expected that they were English professors. So mm-hmm. that's my one. That's my take. Okay. I usually ask favorite tradition for people. But since you were a tradition keeper, what was your favorite moment while keeping a tradition? Oh, I mean, anytime I had a rec interaction, like that's like truly why I like joined rec club and stayed in rec club mm-hmm. was like being able to like show people like the wreck especially on like headshot with the wreck days because mm-hmm. i was like i would literally stand there for like eight hours getting everyone like their perfect headshot with the wreck um even though i didn't have one myself with the wreck which is <laughs> a funny little moment but i absolutely loved like it's really hard to like pinpoint a specific one so i have so many stories 
but I do remember um one time I was doing headshot with a rack and this guy came up and he did not really seem into it mm-hmm. like he was like oh yeah my mom forced me to like come take a picture and I was like oh okay um and I was like do you want to get inside because I love to take people's picture inside mm-hmm. so it looks like they're the driver yeah. because I think it's just amazing shot and I think everyone in Rec Club secretly hates me for it because it <laughs> makes headshot with the Rec go so much longer. Yeah. Because I'm like very specific. Gotta get everyone in and out. And yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh, you want to get in? He was like, I can get in it. And I was like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, and he was like in it. He was so into it. And then he got so like he was so much happier. And like mm-hmm. his like smile between like the regular headshot and like the picture of him. Just so much better. In the driver's seat is so much better. Oh. Um. And that's probably like my lamest story, but I have literally so many and I c- cannot think of them. But just like any time I've like gotten the privilege to like talk to people about the wreck mm-hmm. um, or get people wreck rides who like have loved it. I mean, yeah. like we got Ken yeah. from AJC, a wreck ride. And it was like, I couldn't imagine that he had covered tech for so long, like tech sports. Yeah. And he's had been here what, at least 10 years now. Yeah. Like, he is, he's been here. He is one of the real mainstays of the place doesn't work for the campus but or the institute but he's as plugged in as anyone here yeah so it was very wholesome because his son like i don't know if you remember we were he seemed very excited to go to go in the car but it's funny because his son just like sat in the hallway before that he did and did not seem very into it and i felt bad i was like trying to offer this kid cookies Mm -hmm. i was like hey haha (laughs) and he like did not seem into it and then when he saw the rack he was so excited yeah. and I was like, this makes me happy. This kid is so excited because I was like, oh, this kid hates me. I'm making his dad <laughs> like talk for an hour and a half in this office that's cold and tragic and filled with all these weird college students. <laughs> and then he was like riding around the rack and he was like so happy. And so I was like, that was super wholesome. That's good. Anytime you get a little kid in the rack, it's like the absolute best. Delightful. Uh, favorite food spot either on or within reasonable distance of campus. That's the one that's at like the Colk could reasonably get you for dinner within half an hour. Hmm. Okay. I'll say first of all, blue donkey coffee, only the chocolate Brigadario. That's the only coffee I drink. That's it. That's not food, but I, I'm going to say that's my Is favorite. it coffee? It seems like they put a lot of chocolate milk in that thing. I, th- I th- the only reason I like it is because it doesn't taste like coffee. <laughs> um, food, uh, gotta be Cypress. Okay. I love Cyprus with a passion. They are if you delightful. go to Cyprus, you got to get the pretzel. And I've not gotten the pretzel. I've had the burger. Bro, the pretzel is the best thing on the menu. Okay. Um, and you got to get double cheese. Don't get the mustard. That's gross. You got to get double cheese because the cheese is so good. Um, and for my 21 and over people, they have a drink called the Red Lemonade. Um, I've only had it like twice. I don't know why I'm acting like I go there every night. And like, <laughs> also, they have lots of really good beers, but I don't drink beer, so I can't advise you on that. But I can I advise you that the house beer is very good <laughs> because I'm very biased in that my dad makes the house beer. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. So go to Cyprus, have the house beer. Um, yeah, my absolute favorite. Like, literally, if you have time to walk and you have time to sit down and go there. It also just feels – it's very un- – it just doesn't feel like tech either. Like, you just – you're you're close enough, but to where you're there, but you're you're out of the way. It's not the same. Also, the, if it's nice outside the patio, it was delightful. Oh my god, I kind of want to go tonight. It looks it's so nice. I will say, if you're looking for like more casual food, CM Chicken I think is a secret. You like that? I love CM Chicken. My fr- my housemate always brought it back, but it always seemed like I, I do they just only serve spicy spicy chicken there? 
because not it's, all of it's spicy. Okay, they only she only ever brought back the the death spice chicken oh, or whatever. No, I get like the snow garlic or whatever. Okay, it's really good. So I'm glad that place has made the tech taco spot thrive. Yeah, for those that missed it, tech taco has been gone for about a year and a half now. Rip and CM chicken, CM chicken's been working though. It's so good. They, I didn't think they like were getting that many people initially. Like, cause I live across the street from there. I was like, there's never anyone in there. And then last Friday, like they were full in the dining room, and I was like, oh, it's so it's good. working now. This is good to see. My favorite off-campus food place, Fellini's Pizza. If you try to say any other pizza in Atlanta is better than Fellini's, I will sue you because it is so good. Avellino's? Mellow Mushroom? No. Uh, no, none of it. Fellini's. On top. Every time. used to be this place called Johnny's New York Style Pizza that used to be in the cater. Now it's gone. <gasps> Wait, uh, I think I've been there. There's other locations as well. Um, no, Fellini's. Fellini's for life. All right, we'll have to just disagree on that one. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Papa John's is a close second. What? <laughs> I okay. love Papa John's. Right, never mind. Papa John's is what I get when I'm really stressed. <laughs> like, that is like a finals week food. There I never eat it outside of finals week. Oh, I should have asked people that. What's their final stress food? Because that's definitely a thing you figure out while you're here. Is oh, like yeah. what's your, well, You have to have a go-to comfort food of some sort because <laughs> you're going to need it eventually. It is just, yeah. It's going to just... You, you do the right thing for the chemicals in your brain because they will go otherwise very asunder. Mine was Papa John's, especially when they would deliver to the Colk back in the day. They used to do that? Yeah, they don't do it now, I think, because of COVID, but they would deliver to the Colk. And I remember one time JB and I would, like, save up our, like, Papa John's, like, cash Mm -hmm. or whatever. And we, like, ordered this, like, grand feast of, like, two pizzas for us and, like, breadsticks. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was during finals week because we were in the Colk. So, yeah, that was my... um, my boyfriend jokes that that's like his like depression meal. Oh boy! Like he like you know you're doing bad if you're getting Papa John's. Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. But I enjoy good Papa yeah. John's. Was there a favorite issue of the technique that you were a part of? Favorite issue of the technique, I will say my favorite cover, which I guess makes it my favorite issue. Let's go with that. Um, Amanda, who was our design editor last year, mm-hmm. who's also my roommate slash not my roommate because I don't really live in my apartment. Sorry, <laughs> Amanda. Um, but. She, I had this idea that I wanted to have like kind of like this, it's kind of messed up idea, but I was like, I want to have a commemorative one year anniversary of COVID edition <laughs> because the Friday, it was like Friday the 13th or 15th. It was the Friday the 13th. Yeah. It like lined up with like a production day. Like we were printing a technique mm-hmm. on that day. And so I was like, we should do a one year anniversary <laughs> edition <laughs> of COVID. And I was like, I think it'd be so cool if you somehow formatted it so people could put their COVID testing stickers or their vaccine stickers. Because mm-hmm. that was when the vaccines were starting to come out. Oh. So we, she somehow took my idea and made the super awesome yet. I think I remember this. Yeah. Yet kind of, kind of messed up. <laughs> idea to kind of like gamify it and it was like collect all the stickers or whatever and so we made this edition i don't think people knew that you were supposed to do this and that this was this was not obvious to me yeah um but there were slots for you to put your uh two vaccine stickers Mm -hmm. we didn't know the booster was going to happen but there were slots for you to put your stickers and she had like kind of made eight bit versions of like the other stickers that they had given out Mm -hmm. um and so it was like super awesome in my mind um even though it was kind of messed up to yeah. like commemorate the one year anniversary of us getting kicked off campus but i felt like it was a good time to like reflect on what was going on um and so yeah that's like one of my favorites 
I don't know. I have so many favorite designs that Amanda did. Like, she was just she, able to, like, take... She knocked all of hers out of the park. Yeah, like, anything I, like, had a vision for, like, she was just able to make it. Mm-hmm. I loved my last issue as editor-in-chief with the um, the best and worst edition that's, like, a blue jeans call. Yeah, yeah. And, like, everyone's doing different <laughs> things. Like, someone's asleep. Someone has their video off. Yeah. Like, whatever. Um, We're a Zoom school now. Yeah, that one was Thank absolutely goodness. beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I think those are... My favorite. So, Am- so Amanda just wins this, yeah, Amanda, this category. Just anything wins, Amanda designed, that's favorite my favorite. Issue category. That's that cool. is my favorite. Um, we have how many days we have left? Like seventeen days left before graduation ish. Cool. What's what's left that you really that you would really want to do? And is, is there something that can be done in the last seventeen days? Yes. Um, that's not the cheetah. Dark horse. <laughs> I'm going to dark horse. What is that? It's a karaoke bar. Oh. And um, I have a friend group that goes like almost every week and I've never gone because I've it's we always go on Thursdays. Oh, okay. But I'd be so exhausted from the technique that I wouldn't go. Yeah. And so I'm gonna go to Dark Horse um, and sing some karaoke uh, because I love a microphone (laughs) and I don't know if I'll actually go to the cheetah. It kind of intimidates me, (laughs) but I want to I want to hopefully go down the slide in the CRC. We can make that happen. Yeah. I honestly don't know what else. I'm just trying to like spend as much time as possible with everyone that yeah. I know is like about to leave Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a lot of friends that I love here. I'm going to try and get blue donkey as much as I want because I used to limit myself to one coffee a week. And now I'm realizing that I will not have access to blue, blue donkey. donkey. You're going to be gone. Yeah. Unless I go to law school at Emory because they have one, but yeah, I, I just love that coffee. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. That's a good list. That that's a bigger list than I think many would have. Or I have to get to the invention of. studio again. I I used to go a lot mm-hmm. um, with uh, Ethan Rosman, who was the driver, and he was also a PI there, mm-hmm. and so he like gave me the hookup. Um, but I'm gonna go and make. Hopefully, this isn't on record. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is on record because it's on a podcast. I want to make like these technique things to give out to the, at the banquet. Oh, I was gonna do it last year, but then the. Invention Studio closed way before our banquet happened. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, no. And so I'm going to try and make that happen and you have got, a Hydro Flask I want to engrave. You've got four days. Oh, my God. Okay. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Let me go, go to Home Depot tonight. Okay. Well, there you go. Maybe that's what I'm doing tonight. Okay. Instead of making the technique, I'm making the technique people get. Yeah, you can't, you can't escape us yet. <sighs> okay. Well, that's okay. All right. So. I think that's all I have for now. Thank you for doing this. Awesome. Your last, your this is your last, con- this is your last technique content. No, it's not. We have an interview, even though I'm not on record. No, or I'm not talking. Yeah, you'll be there. You'll you'll that'll that'll be your last production credit. This is your last content credit. Oh my gosh, so sad. Well, it's come to an end. It was a good run. It was a good run. Now Andy's got to make sure we don't the the sink doesn't the uh, the, the boat doesn't sink. Yeah. Good luck to my boy. They'll get a fancy new office though, so they'll 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 yeah. get their people. They'll get their people just because it's the new building in the new office. That is so unfair. You know what? I went through I went through four years of exhausting leadership, and the rec club is getting a new rec garage that's going to be yeah. so nice. Yeah. And then the technique is getting a new technique office. And what did I get? A crusty old office in the back of flag with computers that never work. And a secret garage that I couldn't I bring my friends to. So I got. I. I got that. Okay, that might be my, my mission. The next seventeen days is find out where that was. Find out where the. Yes, actually lay eyes on it. 
I always always thought in the back of my in the back of my head, should I just trail the the car one day? Like it. I thought before I was in rec club, uh, I thought about doing that one time because mm-hmm. I was like in we were at Chick Fil A and the rec club would come or the rec would come to Chick Fil A on college nights mm-hmm. sometimes, and we were leaving at the same time and I was like what if i followed it and then i didn't because i was like oh i want to i i respect the tradition yeah. enough to not do it mm-hmm. but then i got in rec club and it didn't matter yeah but i respect traditions too much nice i guess credit okay this so credits wise let's see you're still the managing editor mm-hmm. do i say Jeanette for editor-in-chief do i say andy what what do i even say here is it both and or i think you would still say JB. All right. Jeanette if you're ba- still saying I'm managing editor. All right. Jeanette Batcher is still the editor in chief. Andy will get no podcast credits from me <laughs> at nice. any point. All right. We'll be back. This is going up, I think, what, Thursday the 21st. And then next Monday, I will say there will be will be the 17th episode, the last one, um, at least with me doing this. So sad. Um, but with that, thanks, y'all. <laughs>